Do you ever struggle with remembering details from your travels? Then I've got something special for you. How would you like a better way to keep track of all the things you see and experience in Scotland? A way to keep those special memories and all the details fresh for years to come. My new Scotland travel journal might just be what you need. It includes daily journaling prompts to help you start writing about your day, lots of space for doodling and notes, prompts to reflect on your trip overall, and suggestions for things to do that help you make more meaningful connections with Scotland. There's also inspiration for your travel bucket list, a map to draw your route, space to keep track of your travel details, and some Gaelic and Scottish phrases to try while you're here. All you have to do is print out the journal, fold the pages in half and start writing. The Scotland Travel Journal is the perfect companion for your upcoming trip to Scotland. Find it in the Watch Me See online shop or visit the link in the show notes. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello there. You're listening to Wild for Scotland and I'm your host, Cathy Kamleitner. I've got another bonus episode for you today to whisk you away to a dreamy place in Scotland. Lean back and enjoy. Let's travel to Scotland. Today I have yet another story for you that I shared with my Patreons earlier this year. But it actually started as a lengthy Instagram caption during the long winter lockdown last year. It brought a bit of sunshine to my day, and I hope it does the same to you. I won't tell you more about it though, I just want you to listen and enjoy. Oh, and by the way, if you are listening to this on the day this episode goes live, that's Tuesday the 21st of December 2021, and you added your name to my itinerary waitlist, you'll have a sweet surprise in your inbox today. If not, keep your eyes peeled on my Scotland blog, Watch Me See, as I'll be launching my ready-made itineraries there this Friday, the 24th of December. The perfect last-minute Christmas gift, if you ask me. Now, let's get on with the story. This is Showtime. With my eyes still closed, I reach for my phone. After a few failed attempts, grasping at nothing, my heavy hand finally lands on the beeping menace that just ripped me out of dreamland. I fumble for the button that will put an end to the disrupting noise, and there, silence. Slowly, I open one eye, then the other, turn around and slide the curtain next to my bed to the side, ever so slightly. I'm immediately blinded by the orange glow of a street lamp. Apart from that, it is pitch black out there. What was I expecting? It is 7am at the end of November, 
Of course it will be dark outside. Slowly, I peel back the warm duvet and get out of bed. Despite the agonising sound of my alarm, I can detect no movement on the other side of the room, where my friend lies fast asleep in her bed. I'll give her some time and make my way to the bathroom to get ready. Now fully awake and dressed for adventure, I find my friend has made progress and a short while later we find ourselves in the car, ready for the road. It is still dark as we leave our accommodation in Portree and start making our way north. The streets are quiet at this time of the day and this time of the year. I've never seen the islands so quiet. After a few minutes on the road, we leave the sleepy village behind with its colourful houses and iconic harbour. In the twilight, I can make out a bizarre pinnacle halfway up the steep slope ahead of us. The old man of store stands there, ready like a soldier waiting to salute the rising sun. We pass the near-empty car park at its foot, likely a photographer or two waiting for the chance to snap a winning shot of this famous sky landmark. And they're onto something. In fact, we are on a similar mission, only to a different spot. On and on we drive as the road becomes narrower and finally rises steeply in front of us. Are you sure we can drive up there? I ask. The road is sparkling, the ice reflecting our headlights back at us. A thin layer of frost covers the grass left and right of the road. A triangular sign warns us of the upcoming 15% incline and a message above reads, This road may be impassable during winter conditions. Great, just great. We'll be fine, my friend says, and drives off without a sign of doubt in her voice. If you say so, I think to myself, and decide to trust her driving skills. In the name of adventure. Turns out she's right. Slowly, we climb higher on the tiny single-track road that leads up to the plateau of Northern Sky. There is no traffic, no cars behind us, and none going in the other direction. We drive up a hairpin bend and, suddenly, the fascinating landscape that was hiding in the rear mirror spills out in front of us. The Kirang. What a beauty. Even though there's still some time before sunrise, the outline of the ridge is clearly visible against the sky. One more sharp bend and we're at the top of the plateau. We find a spot to park, put on a few extra layers and off we go. Within a few steps from the car park, there are a handful of photographers setting up tripods, polishing lenses, screwing on filters, finding the perfect angle and composition for their shots. They will no doubt be epic. This is one of the most iconic locations to see the sunrise on sky. We say hello and bye and continue on the narrow footpath deeper into Dukirang an escarpment that was formed by landslides thousands of years ago. Even today, the land is still shifting, slowly. The sky is now bright enough to walk without effort, 
but the sun is still waiting to make its grand entrance. The ground beneath my feet is frozen solid. Here and there, previous walker's boots have left deep crevasses in the mud, but stepping in them now, the earth does not give way. I can see my breath in front of me, how cold it might be. After a few minutes, we have left the busier photo spots behind and are now fully surrounded by the bizarre rock formations of the Kurang. They carry descriptive names like the prison, needle and the table, and I can only imagine the stories and fairy tales this landscape must have inspired across the centuries. Aware of the time, we find a good spot to witness the big moment and start setting up our shots. Nothing fancy, no tripods or cameras, but a love for composition and perspectives nonetheless. And then, without a warning, it's showtime. Like a grand opera singer carefully planning her entrance, the sun slides over the horizon and dips everything above the surface in a warm, golden glow. Completely captivated by her presence, I can feel her rays warming my cheeks and tickling my nose. The light is so bright, it takes a few moments for my eyes to adjust. The hills that were green and black just a moment ago are now orange, yellow, red and purple. Mesmerised by the display, I press the shutter of my camera over and over again. My friend and I take turns photographing each other in this magical light, but the main attraction is the landscape, glowing in the winter sun. The rolling hills playing hide-and-seek in the light, bright colours here, dark shadows there. The light bounces off them, dances along their swollen backs as the sun climbs higher and higher. Like kids in a candy shop, we take pictures, pause, take it all in, find a new angle and press that button again. After a while we tear ourselves loose, back to reality and back on the trail ahead. We continue our walk, climb the steep path up to the prison from where we can see the villages below, Staffen Island surrounded by the deep blue sea and the hazy outline of the Applecross Peninsula in the distance, like hiding behind a thin veil. Eventually, it is time to return to the car, a hot flask filled with teas waiting for us, and so is the rest of the Trottenish Peninsula. But at this moment, I know, nothing could ever top the spectacle of a sunrise in the Kurang. I hope you enjoyed this trip to the Isle of Skye and my story about our sunrise hike at the Kurang. The island and this hike are both featured in several of my Scotland itineraries, which will launch on my Scotland blog Watch Me See on Friday. Like I said, a great last-minute Christmas gift if you need one for the Scotland lover in your life. That's it from me today, and for the rest of the year. 
If you'd like to hear more stories like this from my travels around Scotland, you can always join me on Patreon. Find me at patreon.com forward slash wild for Scotland, all in one word. Until next year, when I'll be back with a new season of Wild for Scotland. If you're still here, listening all the way to the very end, it means you've probably got your hands full. So let me take this opportunity to remind you that I don't just write immersive travel stories. I also plan unforgettable itineraries for Scotland, and it's never been easier to follow one of my routes. Head to watchmesee.com forward slash shop to browse my ready-made Scotland itineraries and turn your travel dreams into reality.